Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. It's your boy, Jason Logan. How are you guys doing today? Welcome back to the second edition of Life's a Drag with Jason Logan and Jason Galvin. There's that. By the way, Jason Galvin got graphics. What? What? Jason Galvin. Hold on. Get in here. Jason Galvin, we got graphics. Look at you go, dude. What? Look at that. Wow. Boom. Are oh, you just going to roll through them? Yeah. yeah. Look, I put the logo up there at the top. I can take it in and out. What? Oh, that's cool. Yeah, man. Good job, Jason Galvin. Wow. You were you had a busy week. Well, you honest, I put that in last week, dude. You know, I tried to rush it for the first show and it just didn't work. Right. I get it. I get it. So um, have you fully recovered from uh Pomona yet? Yes, finally. Have you? No. I all I've done today is prepare for this show and watch uh the Masters. And that was in yesterday. I did absolutely nothing yesterday, too. Cause I didn't get home until Tuesday. Jason Galvin. Uh, yeah, I didn't get home till Tuesday either, actually. What were you doing? Actually, uh, my, you know, my wife came to Pomona, right? Home track. Okay. And um, uh, she really wanted to come to Disneyland, which is where you went. I'm sure right. we'll get to that here. Yeah, but, um, you know, it didn't quite work out. And so uh, instead, we went and walked around. Uh, I don't remember what it was called. The Armistice or something. I don't know. Some outdoor area in Glendale I'd never been to. Really cool, okay. though. Went to uh, our favorite dim sum place, which we could also go to in Vegas because it's uh, inside of our area there if we wanted to go. And um, and then on a whim, went to Dodger Stadium and watched the Dodgers beat up on the Colorado Rockies. Was that on Monday? Yeah, Monday night. Yeah, it was the coldest. Ba- Dude, I've been going to Dodger games since I was born. And it was the coldest game I've ever been to in my life at that stadium. We were not prepared. I didn't have a jacket, a sweatshirt. <laughs> Isn't Did like you buy a jacket. Uh oh, dude. All right. For so first, listen. So for, how much did you say? Four hundred. Did that have come off the sale rack? Dude, for any of our fans out there who are ever like, you know, wow, this stuff's really expensive. Like the Mitre Mall or their favorite team's trailer, or whatever. Go to a Dodger game on a cold night. I was floored. Like name, like not even name brand, like off brand. Like quarter zips, right? Quarter zips, two hundred and fifty right. bucks. I oh go on Fanatex website, the same ones there for eighty nine ninety five. Shouldn't that be? Isn't there laws against that? Like of all the things yeah. on planet Earth that people are, you know, flipping out over, regardless of where you're at and whatever spectrum. Like, can't we all just universally agree that you should not be able to triple mark up something? Like, I understand supply and demand, but sure. you're the Los Angeles Dodgers, okay? Yeah. It's not like you. It's like you have one can of corn left and you're on a stranded desert island and you're trying to mark that up to make the money on it, right? Flipping Dodgers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But that's Anyways. what they do. Yeah, so, uh, so well, that's kind of cool because I was uh, when I was in the midst of Disneyland, so my flight, I didn't realize, was uh, usually I'll leave on Sunday night on Red Eyes, but I left on Monday night on a Red Eye. And I'm like, what? What am I going to do all day <laughs> on, in L.A.? Because I got to check out of my uh, flight or out of my hotel at 11. Um, I was like, you know what? I'll go to Disneyland. This will be the coolest thing ever. And I, I live in Orlando, so I'm at Disney World. I mean, Disney oh, World. Like, you spent a lot of time there. Yeah. So I was like, you know what? I haven't been. I've been to Disneyland once before. And I was like, and it was at night. I'm like, oh, this will be cool. Let's go during the day and see what goes on. And I really wanted to ride the Matterhorn the last time I was there. And uh, it was down. So I was like, I'm riding the Matterhorn. And if, any, if I do anything else, great. Yeah. This is what went on when I walked Uh-oh. into at Disneyland. <laughs> Look at that. That was that was it. Let's call it like one o'clock in the afternoon. And this is what over it, by Pirates of the Caribbean. Okay. Yep. So yep, you're on the bridge right there, right? Yeah. All of yep. that is queued up. And we are walking all the way to those umbrellas and then walking back up. It was so and the pirate that's the pirates queue. Oh, oh, it is. I see the two ropes now. Yeah, yeah, my wife and I had uh had have had on more than one occasion had Disneyland season passes, but I've I don't know if I've ever seen the Pirates queue that long. That was another thing her and I talked about. Like Sunday night, um, you know, we got a little loose after the race, you know, home race, right. party time, fun. You know, we had some friends there, obviously, a lot of friends there and went to a nice dinner with our, our family. And um, and we were talking about it before we went to bed. And my wife was like, you know, I think this is the start of spring break. And I went, oh, oh. you spring know, it's not a good time to go to Disneyland. Oh my yeah. God. Jason <laughs> yeah. Galvin, it was so unbelievably busy like every ride all the big rides were like 75 90 i wanted to ride in, uh indiana jones right no that was that's that okay was, you didn't miss anything I don't yeah like it was ride. a non-starter 
yeah. I got in line. I'm like, I got a Dole Whip because I was like, I'm kind of hungry. Right. And I was like, no, we're done. I go, I'm out of this line. The Dole Whip um, was probably like 45 minutes. It, w- it dude, it was literally 25 minutes to get a Dole Whip. I'm like, really? I believe it. I believe so, it for sure. Yeah, I, 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 I just was, hope Cedar Point's not like that when we go to Norwalk because you've gotten so not. hyped up for, you know, it's Cedar not. Point. Yeah, Jim Galvin, will, uh, uh, not Jim Galvin, Jim Campbell, excuse me, Jim Galvin. Jim Campbell will be there riding every ride, high-fiving everybody. <laughs> What's up, yeah? Um, but that was, uh, yeah, that, that day in Pomona. So, and then the worst part, the worst part, Jason Galvin, we flew out of Ontario, um, and I was like, okay, uh, I get to the uh, airport at 6.30. I'm like, oh, National Championship game will be going on. Okay, cool. <laughs> I'll just go sit at the bar and watch the National Championship game. Guess what time? My flight was at 10.30. Guess what time the bar closed? Eight, eight thirty. Yeah, welcome to Ontario. Yeah. No Admirals Club in Ontario. No, they have an Aspire Club, uh, but that closed at five. I got no idea what that is. What's an Aspire Club? Uh, it's another thing, another one of those things. But there was announcements. We are proud at Ontario Airport to have our Aspire Clubs open. Like, well, great. So I don't open. fly in and out of Ontario. Yeah, very simple. Listen, flying out LAX is a total nightmare. But I had all day to get to LA uh, to deal with that. But Ontario's fine. I fly I in and out of LAX every race now, and it's it's not as bad when you do it often, I think, like when you get to yeah. I mean, yeah, I yeah, would yeah. prefer to fly in and out of Burbank, but outside of Vegas and uh, yeah. Sonoma, that's just not possible. So. Right. Well, that's what happens. That was yeah. that. Um, how do you think uh, uh, Pomona went? Let's give a, you give a quick race recap, Jason Galvin. Dude, Pomona. Pomona was lit, in my opinion. Like, I got in to some scuffles with some people on the internet over the weekend. I think I that's scuffles. The bosses are going to be like, Oh, he's in scuffles. No, but like people need to like be realistic, right? Like that crowd on Saturday was so much better than I remember Saturday at the winter nationals being in a while. And same with Sunday for that matter. Like maybe I'm, I don't know, maybe I'm forgetting, but uh, somebody feel free to, you know, post pictures and, and prove us wrong on that. But I, I thought the crowds were really strong. Uh, COVID, obviously, Southern California, specifically California, was not good for the pandemic and live events and everything. Coming back from that, um, people need to take into account, like, opening weekend for the the aforementioned Los Angeles Dodgers, okay? I I don't know if you've heard, but, like, a few people go to those games, like 55,000 to literally every game. I mean, they're the number one sports team in America for a reason. Um, WrestleMania was in town on top of – so the Dodgers managed – Think about Saturday and Sunday. The Dodgers managed to sell out two games. Uh-oh, did we lose me? Oh, no. The Dodgers managed to sell out two games while WrestleMania had 100,000-plus people there each night. We still had, in my opinion, pretty full grandstand Saturday and Sunday. Like, would I prefer to look like Gainesville? Sure. But the people on the internet, like, oh, they're going to uh, sell out here. Oh, they closed the other grandstand. Oh, this or that. Like, I, Newsflash, folks. Okay, I, this is this is where I got really upset. One right. person. I'm going to get on a horse. One person. They should just close down the track and stop racing in California. This is pathetic. I have a gentle news flash for that person. If we're going to close racetracks and stop racing in markets based on the crowd that was at Pomona Saturday and Sunday, we are going to race at five tracks the entire season. Right. Sorry. You, you can't like, please everybody, Jason. I know. The Phoenix crowd, like Pomona would have sold out Phoenix. Like people may not want to believe that, but Pomona would have sold out Phoenix. You would have to turn, you would have had to turn uh, Turn people away. Yeah. You had to turn people. Yeah, yeah, exactly. My wife on Sunday said she waited in the longest line she's ever, or Saturday, waited in the longest line she's ever waited in to get into that racetrack. We've been together for 13 years. She's come to every single Pomona with me for 13 years, whether I've been there as a fan, racing or working, she's never had to wait in a line like that. And my wife does not get into track. the politics. Yeah, they hold a lot of people. That's what happens. Anyways. anyways but, well, hey, speaking of, you know, not uh, pleasing everybody, Jason. <laughs> so we all we all know that um, Alan Reinhardt has a, an announcer at NHRA.com. And what is that thing not, yes. Jason Galvin? Um, it's not the complaint department. Exactly. It's not the complaint it's, department. It's not the but tech department. This week, it was used as the complaint department. Oh, really? Yes, I got it. It was more about me. It, 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 Alan was just the uh, conduit of okay. the uh, complaint. 
Okay. I'm going to read you this was? complaint, Jason. Oh. And you, you oh, made, boy. I'm going to read the complaint. We're reading complaints. Okay. This is the thing that Evan, our boss, hates when, like, please don't show Jason any of this stuff because he will respond to emails. <laughs> and okay. I responded to this person. Um, but I'm going to explain to you because this note was given to me by you during pre race. And you're going to hear what you, you'll hear what it is. So I'm part of this. Well, no, you're, no, you, you said it before this person said it. Oh. Okay. And we made the note. So here we go. This was sent on Sunday, April 2nd at 12.06 p.m. Hi, Alan. I know you're not the complaint department, but I don't have J-Lo's email address, so I hope you have time to pass this along. When the color guard is Army and the new military members being sworn in are Army, playing the theme for the Top Gun is grossly inappropriate. Yes. Top Gun is Navy. Yes. To, a civilian, <laughs> to a civilian, maybe it's nothing. But to the Army and Navy, the veterans everywhere, it definitely is something. Hey, J-Lo. Let's try not to insult the people we are trying to honor, shall we? Please try again. I know you can do better. Thank you. And I, she puts her uh, name, and she goes, and thank you, Bunches, Alan, for being the messenger. You're the best. Th thank you to uh, the nameless one, because in fairness, two weekends in a row, I have given J-Lo a wrath of um, uh, dog poop. Well, on here's the, the radio thing. over it. Yes. In Phoenix, the the uh color guard was the native tribe thing. So I got away with it there. Right. Okay. But as soon as I played it again, because and I'm like, I and I even asked on the radio, hey, who's doing the color guard? What what branches? No one told me. I went right in. So I didn't uh hear it. yeah, but you immediately come to and I go, I know, I know, I know, <laughs> I know. But a lot of times this stuff is where it's on the fly. It it sometimes sure. Like in pre-race, you kind of you you threw something at me, and I'm like, going, okay, we're not doing that yet." But it was like, "Okay," but you know what's going on right. backstage, and I don't know. So if somebody's not there, I just follow along with you. So I get it to the named person on my phone who sent Alan. the The change will be made. I downloaded yeah. immediately that day the Air Force theme song. I also downloaded. Ah, oh, I can't play it out loud, but uh, let me ask you this. By yeah. the way, the lighting, I have my windows open in my thing. I was like, what? Is, yeah, that's cool. Yeah. yeah. I got but you, so the good news is you have the Air Force theme now. So also, I have the Air Force theme, you know, sure. when we do the Air Force um, re-upments, whatever the yes. exact word, you know, when when they swear in or reconfirm for the next right. four years or six years. Um, now we yeah, can I have that. that up of, the way into the wild. Yeah, I have that. Yeah. Did you download the Marine song too? Like, yes, you know, battle him. Uh, the Republic. Montezuma to the yes. shores of Tripoli. Tripoli. Yes, exactly. Okay, we great. will fight yeah. our. I got no idea. What are, you, what are you gonna play? For? What are you gonna play for the army? You okay. want to know what I'm gonna play? That's what I'm uh, telling yeah. you. Yeah, uh -oh. I'm gonna play uh, the theme from Stripes. Perfect. I like that. That's cool. Yeah. That's done. So that's what I'm gonna play. I made the hot shots joke about the Air Force uh, on the radio. Right. I said you should play the theme from Hot Shots. <laughs> but Evan's like, like oh, what is that? Movie? <laughs> like, what's, what's Hot Shots? I know, right? Yes, yeah, uh, Selena. is re-enlisting, by the way. Watch, look at this. Look, what else we can do? We can just show what Selena says. Oh, re-enlisting. Yes, thank you. Oh, wow. Hey, live viewers. Imagine that. I forgot yeah, we have live viewers. Live for a second. Yeah, excited. I forgot about that. Hey, uh, what was the best thing you ate last weekend? The best thing I ate? You want to know? Best Hold thing. on, please. I'm going to yeah, show you. I'm sure you from the restaurant. This is the best thing I ate. Oh, yes. We went there. Yes. Clearman's Northwoods meal. Inn. You yeah, and I had a meal. big old steak. And, oh, yeah. We couldn't finish either of no. us. We should have shared it, honestly. And a baked potato the size of our head. Yeah. yeah. And then Joe Costello got the Blackberry Sunday. Oh, my God. That was so good. Yeah. yeah, you guys literally pressured me into taking a bite of that. I was proud of myself, though. I only I only took one. Look, for all the uh, temptations that are out there, my uh, my Joe and Alan diet at the races, I feel like it's actually going fairly well. So, Yeah, you guys but, are doing yeah. good. Me, not so yeah, much. No, I had no, you three know double doubles, and uh, yeah, we were good to yeah. go. Yeah, yeah. Shout out to In-N-Out, though. That place looked great. place was rocking. Like the in and out deal, it just felt right. I, I dig I dig it a lot. I'm excited. It was good. And we're looking forward to Vegas. So that's all we got going we're on there. Looking forward to Vegas, yeah. So uh Jason, we have our guests in the background. Hold on a second. Dude, I gotta hold on. I'll be right back. Don't, Jason, you oh. just talk amongst yourself. Live podcasting, folks. 
When it co- what is that? I can't wait to ask him what he's doing when he gets back. He's got it's got to be the blinds, but man, did that sound like a like a I'm back car was flying around? And it's, How, did you let the did you let the parrot out or what? That's worse. I just opened the blinds. It's even worse, dude. I got so remember last week when you were giving me all the hell about right? how I look. I look know, at right? this. Look at it. Now I can see just how ugly I am, and you're the one with issues. I have. I suck. But you know what? Whatever. It'll go down. Yeah, it'll, well, it'll, it'll, it'll fade down in a minute. All right. So, anyways, our guest is in the back. His name is Elon Werner. Let's bring him out. He's so good. He's a, a uh, how, what should we say? A, a he's drag a race public PR. relations extraordinaire, J Lo. Yeah, that's extraordinaire. extraordinaire. That's a good one to say. Oh, I tried yeah. to write that and type that, but I couldn't. Yeah, because, didn't work. Um, yeah. yeah, starts I with an E. E X T. You guys are we'll too kind. You guys are too kind. Yeah, well, hey, and we're trying. The real question, J Lo, is when we have Space Force at the track. Oh. Do you play the Star Wars theme song or the Star Trek theme song? See, yeah. I that's a great call, Eland. I don't know. I mean, oh, I think I, I think you might have to go Star Trek to go old school, though. What about the what Space Balls theme song? Space Balls would also be acceptable. Yeah, also be acceptable. Balls. Just saying. Yeah, Let's just don't I'd come over the. I would come over the top, or like something out of Star Trek Troopers. Like that's what I would. Do. Oh yes, yes, yeah. yeah. Be way Thank cool. you guys for having me on. I feel yeah, honored. Wow! Look at that. What is that? um, What is that arrangement in the background there? Is that like a? Is that you got an arrangement of all sorts of fun things? Is there like an NC? Is that an NCAA softball up in the corner? I see. So there's a Final Four basketball up there. There's a couple national championship footballs. Uh, There's a little penny that's actually operational. Um, All my Steeler stuff, all my Ron Caps items. um, There's. Jesus playing football right here. Uh, all kinds of good stuff, you know. Jesus, Artwork to be clear. So yeah. Jesus playing football. Yeah. See. No, what's the one next it's to a, it? It says Jesus is your coach. Oh, okay. But the question <laughs> is on on fourth and one. Is he going QB sneak or play fake? I'm not Catholic, but I just like they have all kinds of Jesus playing sports little. The best is the one he's playing hockey, and he has blades on the bottom of his sandals. Nice. That's kind of cool, actually. What's yeah, the one I, next to that's Jesus? That's how I like my Jesus. Uh, yeah. Like right here? Yeah, yeah. the like, bobblehead deal. What is that? Oh, that's uh, Archie Griffin. Archie Griffin. Wow. Yeah. So I did some stuff Ohio the, State. I did some stuff with the Heisman Trophy Winners Association. So they did little um, statues of all the Heisman Trophy winners. Wow, and I then, understand yeah, that Archie Griffin was Victor. This is actually a, a a Mike Vick chew toy that an entrepreneur made when the whole Mike Vick dog kennel deal came out. Ah, yeah. This was online for about 48 hours. And I went ahead and snatched my Mike Vick dog chew toy up. You should have so, got two of those. Yeah, well, I like it. it, it yeah. So where do you live, Elon? Are you in India? I, I live in Mansfield, Texas, so right outside of like Dallas and Fort Worth. Okay. So I've always lived in Texas. So even when I worked with Force, um, just was able to stay in Texas. So I never have to fly all the way across the country. How did you become a Steelers fan in Texas? My mom's family, their whole side is all from Western Pennsylvania. So I grew up going, spending all my summers in Western Pennsylvania. So how'd you get into drag racing? So I grew up in Texarkana, Texas. And I had my Sears and Roebuck Pittsburgh Steelers jacket that they used to sell. And um, I would get beaten up in school mercilessly all through from all the Cowboys fans. But my vindication came every January when we won the Super Bowl. <laughs> Fair. End up in drag race then. Um, I was working for the Dallas Mavericks as an intern in the early 90s. And uh, salesperson at the Mavericks met a salesperson from the Motorplex and just mentioned they were just talking in the Motorplex salesperson. I don't know if you guys remember Bill Ancona, top alcohol dragster guy, not, had, no. a little, had a little taste of top fuel racing in the uh, 90s, uh, mentioned that the Motorplex was looking for a PR guy. I had never been to a drag race in person, um, had vague memories like every kid of ABC Wild World of Sports, you know, Snake, Mongoose, Big Daddy, Shirley, Connie, um, interviewed with Billy Meyer, had no idea he was a former racer, thought every drag racing track looked like the Motorplex. 
and this was like in 92, 93. And Billy was like, well, I've been hiring drag racing guys trying to teach them PR. I'll hire a PR guy and teach them drag racing. And that's exactly what he did. The first drag race I saw was Mile High Nationals in 93. Um, and I've been, you know, I worked the Motorplex for about 10 years. But I'd never, I had no practical drag racing experience before I started working the Motorplex. Dude, that's exactly me. Because I was 1995. That was my first race. Yeah. doing sports magic team which being a mavericks guy would did they have the sports like a sports like entertainment team there when you guys not, were? not at that point they didn't even have dancers mr carter owned the team it right. was bare, it was just a straight up nba team and we were yeah. terrible we were also the time i was there we uh we won 11 games once that season and then we hired quinn buckner to turn the program around and we won 13 games the next season there it is well, he improved. Rooks was there, like oh. Rooks and Jim Jackson, Jamal Mashburn, Jason Kidd, the three J's. Um, you know, from from eleven team. to thirteen, as Alan Reinhardt would say, is directionally correct. It is so. directionally correct, <laughs> right? But yeah. it was it was spectacular. We were so bad. <laughs> that's, that's, so many, that's bad. So many <laughs> games. We had guys. Let me just list off some of the guys that we ran through there. Guys like Dexter Cambridge, Darren Morningstar. Tracy McGrady, um, we, we Darren Morningstar, um, in one game he's posting up against Patrick Ewing, and he's just getting his getting creamed, and he's just bodying into Ewing, and Ewing basically pushed him into the baseline fans, and a fan poured his actually his beer spilled on top of him, and he goes running up the court and he's sucking the beer out of his jersey as he's going back up the court. Uh, that's that awesome. was a guess. We that's, brought a guy over. This this guy? Which way? That guy? That guy right there? That guy yeah. right there? That's why his college soccer career came to an early end right there. Yeah. Oh, speaking yeah. of which, hold on. Oh, wait. No, I don't have it on here. Never mind. Yeah, my, oh. my college basketball career came to an end in a tragic uh, local fraternity beach football incident. So yeah. that's what actually got me into sports information, which got me into Mavericks PR, which got me into drag racing. Yeah, you know how my college baseball career came to an end? Well, how? It never started. Oh yeah. no. There you go. Yeah, it was great. Bad. Turns out I so, could never get kicked off of a team if I was never on one. That's true, right? right? That's yeah. true. So Eli, being uh like well, just talking about uh basketball, nineties basketball, how good how much better was nineties basketball than basketball today? So much it. better. Just so much better. When, when you watch the clips of the bad boys from Detroit. And yes. Charles Oakley at the Knicks. Yes. And the Celtics and the Bulls and the Lakers. I mean, it just was so much like right now, if if Charles Oakley walked on the court and did one Charles Oakley thing, he'd be lifetime <laughs> suspension. Yeah, exactly. Lifetime suspension. Yes, exactly. <laughs> it's so, it's no, so, so true. It's so true. I mean, I, yeah, it's so true. Yeah. I, I saw I'm trying to imagine Kevin McHale, and Robert Parrish playing league. Carl today. Malone body slammed a guy in a Mavericks game. He was so frustrated by how terrible we were. And they just like the refs looked at the guy, the great Earl Strom looked down at him and was like, Yeah, we're gonna keep playing. Yeah, you're, he's still breathing. He's still breathing. He's fine. Uh, uh, so like with nineties basketball and all that, but like looking at drag racing now from the time you've been in it, I mean, yes. what are some, I mean, there's been a ton of changes. Uh, where is it? Where do you see it from when you first started to now? How is, what's the biggest change that you've seen? In well, the, it's the just not, it's it. not the John force show anymore. Right. It's not the Tony Schumacher show. The, the fact that we have high quality parody is probably the biggest change. And that's really probably happened just in the last 10 seasons. I mean, you look at now, um, I, I'm trying to think of where I heard someone was talking about the, the 14 car field that while it was a, sad that we didn't have a full field, you literally had 14 cars in top fuel that any one of them could have won the race. Right. I mean, look at Terry and, Haddock this weekend. Right. And that's what you're seeing. Yeah, and funny car. Um, yeah. I mean, you look at, look at funny car right now. Terry Haddock's going rounds. Chad Green's going rounds. Trust me, Bobby Bodie will start going rounds. Um, you know, everybody, you know, the the caliber of teams now I think has never been higher across the board. 
in all four professional categories. And I think that was in when I started, there were three or four cars that you knew were going to go to the semifinals every race. You just could just write it down. Right. Right. And now you're, you're not guaranteed to see Robert Height or Ron Caps or J.R. Todd in the semifinals. And those are all quality cars. And pro stock is even more ridiculous. And, you know, we'll see what the, what the bikes bring to the table. They've only had, you know, one event. And unfortunately, I feel like the bikes, I feel like they, they run on almost an Olympics-type schedule. They're, you know, they run once every four years, it seems like. <laughs> we got is, we got a pretty good streak. We got a pretty good streak coming up here for them. Yeah, we do. And we do. And, yeah. and that's, that's the thing. So I think, you know, the 90s was all about a handful of drivers. Now you're seeing easily 10 drivers could be quality could be in the winner's circle. So, so JLo just went from being prison bar JLo to now just right. full sun. He's just taking one for the team. Right. I'm just taking it. Let's He's do it. Just, I, you know, when his, his transition like lens are going to go full Snoop Dogg on him any second now, they're just going to go just like all. It. Hey, what, Hey, speaking of that, what's going on Wait until I get the like green it. screen set up and I can put a fancy background like him. What's going on? What? What's going on with this Bud Light thing? Do you guys know about this? Uh, no, oh, no, let's not. Yeah, no. No. move on. I was Hard like, pass. what are we talking about? I don't Hard even know what pass. we're talking about. It, it's 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 crappy beer. No matter what the whatever the label says on it, does not matter who's on. Don't get bogged down in the details that yes, it's just crappy. What are we doing? Thank you. Um, thank you. Regardless. Thank you. <laughs> J Lo yeah. trying to draw by, the by the way, by the way, J Lo. JLo, who can put down a six pack of Bud Light like you and I put down a bottle seconds, of water. Yeah. Well, well, I'm not saying. I mean, I'm not. I'm not some kind of beer connoisseur. I'll go. I'll go into a place that has nine thousand things on tap or craft beer. This and be like, yeah, I'll have a Miller Light, please. Yeah, I'm that guy. Like, oh, no, 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 just try this. And I was like, no, I'll drink my water plus, and you guys can just shut the f up. I worked for oh, Budweiser for. A- yeah, I used to work for Budweiser, and they brainwash you. They like, no, you drink Budweiser. Oh, is that what it is? They brainwash you. I didn't. Yeah, when, it was, sure. when it was the official beer at the Motorplex, I drank Budweiser all the time. Of course. Until I like Bud Heavy. I like Bud Heavy. I just don't like Bud Light. Bud yeah. Light's awful. And, and I went into yeah. Brickers one night with the great Dave Dinsmore, and I was all, I'm going to go to Budweiser because they're a sponsor. And the waitress at Brickers is like, well, you know, we have Coors Light on set on special. <laughs> I'll take a Coors Light. <laughs> my loyalty only extends as far as my wallet does. So. Dude, I Elon, which which racetrack, which racetrack has the best food in the press box? We we need JLo and I are tired of eating the the uh, employee the food, so we need to figure out which box. press box to start rating. Yeah, well, they're all kind of crappy because no one okay, does. I'll do box lunches, so I mean, and we're really snack deficient too. That's been since Anthony Vestal left the NHRA. The snack situation has just. <sighs> That's not down. true. You've never been to Nikki Sheely's desk. Well, Nikki has her. I mean, I need snacks that are more grown up snacks, not the <laughs> snacks of an eight year old. Uh, but Nikki's snacks are the best. They remind me they're, of when I was like, not. they're all eight, like tart worms and sugar. That's, what's wrong with no. that? Give Listen, me, that's hey, I live off those variety pack those. of chocolates and oh, you, know, you want the see, you want a box of C's. Yeah, I mean, I, I got to have some variety. Yeah. So, uh, but I will say as far as like Norwalk used to bring ice cream into the press room. That was great. They didn't do it last year. And I did everything I could to burn that place to the ground to shame Bill. Bader. That was that was yeah, the I biggest travesty of the entire season. I, I, I believe I wasn't there, but I remember reading about it. I, rem- I, I read more about the lack of ice cream in the press box than I did about. Um, yeah about race cars in Norwalk. Yeah, that was a main, again, it was a travesty. Hey, the Bandemirs um, brought um brought little blizzards out for uh for everybody yeah. last year in Denver. And, and when it was 112 is, degrees, that was great. Yeah. So Norwalk has their ice cream. Um Bristol it's pretty solid. They have they have their own ice cream it's some kind of deal, but they um but I, I will say probably best press room food is Zmax. Jonathan Coleman has really good food and then he also will throw some beer out on Sunday nights. And that's probably the saddest thing with the exodus of Budweiser from our sport is that there's no longer beer in the press room. And that's a good call. I'm not yeah. advocate, you know, advocating, you know, for tons of beer, but you know, kind of like, you know, Andy Dufresne and Shawshank Redemption, 
you know, nothing like being like on your roof, just enjoying with that with your mates, enjoying a nice cold, you know, beer. Sunday, yeah. Sunday night in the uh, Sunday night in St. Louis, Chris yes. and Chris usually have that party. It's pretty cool. Yeah. You know, so it's just up it's real hit or miss. Yeah. Um, yeah. So the press room is not nearly as glamorous as people make it out to be. It's very cramped, very, you know, it's fluctuated at Phoenix too. Um, for a while, we've been on the second floor. One year we were on the first floor, driver left, right by the starting line. And the only thing between you and the starting line was like 20 feet in a glass, sliding glass door. That was a rough one. I mean, you basically were working with your earbuds and headphones right. on. Um, now we're up on the third floor, but it's one of the best views. That's the other thing is the view. There's no perfect setup because even as great as Charlotte is for food, and as great as their tower is, they have that screen over the yeah. front of it that so says Z-Max, right. and it makes it impossible yeah. to read the scoreboards. You want to come announce with us in, at Z-Max? No. Because <laughs> not only do we have that screen, but we're we're in the race control, which is on the far left of the building. Right. So, oh, yeah. um, like, during four-wide racing this weekend, uh, Alan specifically can't see the two right lanes uh, yeah. at all. Like on the yeah. four lanes of race cars, and Alan can see two of them. So two of them. I mean, he can oh see yeah, no, Alan. Alan is as talked about moving. And he, why can't we just go up on top of the roof? Let's do that. Right. He's he <laughs> literally he's trying to get those guys to move him someplace yeah. else so he can see everything. Yeah, it's it. I I totally get it because yeah, and we're such babies about it too. It's I feel bad for the NHRA PR people because people come to them screaming about the internet not working. Do you feel bad? What's that? Do you feel bad? Do you really? A little bit. I mean, because it's 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 not their fault. Well, it's people above their pay scale. The NHRA, like when I was the Motorplex, and this is this will date me. We would get a directive from the NHRA that said in the press room, we had to have twenty dedicated phone lines. Ten of them had to be metro lines, and you had to have two fax lines. That was like you had to have that for the media. Right. And if you did it, you were going to get a ration of crap for it. Well, now there's no minimums. It's like the NHRA has to come in and a lot of times just sort stuff out because the track doesn't have permanent internet. Or so then they have to come in and set up their internet. And it's sometimes, depending on people travel and this, that, and the other, sometimes sure. the TVs get hooked up by Friday morning. Sometimes it's Friday at the end of the day. You know, it's all these little variances because all the tracks are different. There's no consistency from track to track. So you just have to just be like, you know what? F it. I'm just happy I'm getting paid to come watch drag racing. And the people are cool. And there's free Diet Coke for the most part. So I just try to not get too wrapped up. In what, when does the Werner Communications Starlink go live? Because Camry Caruso has just been like harping you for that. Yeah, pro- I would say... I don't know if it's going to go live on its own, but there may be a little side hustle where I get some access for some people. Because as I'm finding okay. out, a lot of people have had Starlink on the down low. Yes. And when I talk to people about, oh, what's this? And they're like, oh, yeah, we've had it for years. Oh, yeah. we, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, oh, really? Okay. Interesting. So I, I think that there's it's going to be on the horizon here shortly. I'm honestly trying to figure out... The, you know, I think I need Starlink Rome, which is essentially the RV program. And I can't really understand in true Elon Musk fashion, because I think he's also the money behind it. He is. Is that how much it costs isn't really clear. It's like, hey, there's this setup fee, but then it's this and there might be some other charges. And then you could do this, but, you know, and I'm not sure how national everyone seems to like it and seems to be working everywhere but Warner communications is busy throwing its money away on some other projects before we can throw it away on excellent excellent it's like the second most famous elon in the world anyways and the what in the world you're the second favorite famous most famous Se- second most yeah, famous yeah. right I, I was i was the most famous for a while and now but at least people recognize my name now but they still mispronounce because i'm elon Right, and he's, Elon. he's Elon. I still yeah. answer to Elon. I mean, you walk through the pits, and half the people call me Elon, half the people call me Elon, and I don't correct them. That's probably on me. Right. So anyone that's calling me Elon, realizing that my name's actually Elon, 
don't feel bad. That's that's not your fault. It's on me. No, you can feel bad. It's okay. Yeah, I'm here at half the time. So let me ask you this, Elon. I mean, Elon. Um, what does so we know all about social media people? Yes, and I'm I'm assuming social media and PR, public relations, are two totally different things. Kind of, they probably piggyback each other a little bit. But what does a PR person do? Uh, to because you do more than just like press releases and things like that, you have right. to help your drivers, you kind of prep them and teach them how to talk on microphones in front of reporters and things like that. At, at its base level, public relations is writing press releases, reaching out to the media to get coverage from your drivers, radio, you know, get radio interviews, TV interviews, podcasts, things like that. So you are promoting your drivers and their sponsors and their initiatives, whether it's like when I was with Coletta, we were doing a lot of stuff with Feeding America or a kid again. Um, you know, so you're kind of promoting those initiatives for your drivers and trying to make sure that the announcers are talking about them, TV's talking about them, and where you can, the, you know, the media's talking about them. So you're essentially promoting your drivers to all the free media and then also encouraging them to you know, when there's fan fests or driver autograph sessions or reaching out to the tracks. So if they've got a nitro club, like Cameron Caruso is going to do autographs on Saturday at Vegas. So be in the conduit to find opportunities to promote your drivers. Gotcha. In a nutshell. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, I, I, I was going to say, how, how has it changed from the nineties to today? I mean, with, I mean, again, everybody is a, I mean, we're doing this podcast because like, yeah. Oh, we need some more social media followers or, yeah. you know, whatever, it's, you know, it's, it's different. It's, it's so much more fragmented now. When I started, it could go into every market and there was one or two newspapers and there were three or four TV stations and maybe one or two radio stations. Right. And if you could get, you know, the newspaper coverage, one or two, get a story in the newspaper, get the TV guys to do stuff, you'd have like 100% coverage of anyone interested in sports. Well, now there's still TV stations, there's still newspapers, but they don't have, the, they probably got, 10% of the staff they had in right. the 90s. And now there's online radio, there's podcasts, there's local digital e-newsletters and things like that. And you're just now, instead of reaching out to five people to get a million people, you have to reach out to 30 people to get half a million people. Right. Yeah, it's yeah. crazy. I mean, yeah. everybody's got a radio show. Everybody's got a podcast. Yeah. Everybody's got something going on. And because the world we live in, how many people do you know are watching are watching their local news anymore? I personally I don't. I mean, I, it's it's insane to say that I work in media and I do not watch the local news. I have apps to tell me what the weather's doing, but I don't watch the local news necessarily. Oh, Listen, I watch it in a good time. Yeah, right when Jason came back, he's good at this. Like I like I'll watch local news every once in a while, um, and when I when I tend to watch it, it's during sweeps. And they run those dumb, uh, you know, here at News Channel 6, we cover everything. And, and when they promote themselves, oh, my yeah. God, it is the absolute yeah. worst it's thing terrible. ever. And they're I have a bunch of I have a bunch of those from when I was on the news. I should I wish. Oh, Jason Calvin, you have to. We, sh- we, have we should to sit here and play them one day. It's like playing but, for checks or me. But it's video. funny. The, the one segment of local news that does work is morning news. Yes. Because um, one of my other outside of drag racing, I have a contract with the college football playoffs. So I do work for the college football national championship game every January, specifically the um, it's called playoff fan central. It's the, it's the fan experience in the convention center. So I handle the media operations for that. So I do like tons of morning TV promoting, Hey, come out here and you can get field goals and all this stuff. And we were in L.A. this year because the championship game was in SoFi. And I did a ton of KCAL and KTLA morning shows. Yep. And I had people all over town. Hey, I saw you on the news this morning. Hey, I saw mm-hmm. you. you were, uh, yeah, you're the guy that was on the news. And I was like, yes. Yeah, one of the few times anyone's ever come up to me and said, oh, man, I recognize you from TV. But yep. so morning news does work. So that's, I did. You know, that's what I did. I was the morning news anchor. For- yeah better part of three and a half years and uh I, we there was a point where we couldn't go to dinner in our town without you know felt like i was john force at a drag race for yeah that's it's great like and not and i don't necessarily mean that in like a good way like no. uh, you know 
I'm trying to be a news anchor. Like I'm not trying to be that person, but yeah, no, you're right. Well, you're on TV. is still very effective. Right. But you're on TV and everybody knows you and they, they think they're part of your life. That's, but that's also the, what's the problem with the local news is like, particularly in Dallas, WFAA, the ABC affiliate, number one for 10 o'clock news, their sports coverage is now maybe a minute because they spend nearly two minutes of Pete Delkus, who's the weather guy. And at the time, Dale Hansen, who was a sports guy, they would banter back and forth and throw jabs at each other and poke, you know, it was like this whole little rivalry. Do they like each other? Do they not? And I would complain to the sports producers, like all that banter, it doesn't cut into Pete's weather because it's weather Uber Alice in Dallas. It's cutting into my sports coverage. And he's like, oh, I get it. He goes, well, we'll have four or five packages and they'll talk. And then we only get to air two or three packages. Right. But I was like, why is it legal? Because consultants tell them that people that watch like the personalities of Pete and Dale giving each other crap. Yeah. So they don't care about, they just want this little show inside the show. Yeah. And you don't get sports because they're just BSing about who did speaking engagements and who, you know, gets more hate on Twitter and all this stuff. There's a great Sports Illustrated article a couple weeks ago called The Death of the Local Sports Anchor. Yeah. And um, it was about Fred Rogan, who... Oh. NBC LA, I mean, you know, 40 years, right? Fred Rogan, the dean of sports in LA, right? Yeah. And um, I mean, he effectively got run out. You know, everybody's like, oh, Fred's retiring. Like, yeah, Fred didn't really retire. No. Um, you know, NBC LA, uh, like borderline to the point where it could maybe be a legal issue, basically went to everybody they had on air who had been there for more than 25 years or was over 55 and said, look, your contracts are up. You can either take massive pay cuts right like yeah 75 percent pay cuts to do the same amount of work or you know we'll pay you for two more years and you can go away tomorrow and every one of them was like give me the settlement and off i go you know i mean yeah so yeah that happens in radio too i think that was what yeah. was great about that. i don't know how it came up but hansen was on tv in dallas for nearly 40 years and i really think like the last five years he really was making peanuts compared to what he should have been paying, but he sure. enjoyed doing what he was doing and had been smart with his money. And he just liked being such a thorn in management side That's that he would just get on there. I mean, he, I don't know if you ever saw, he, he would do rants. He was a, a great guy. He did rants about everything from, you know, LBGTQ topics to guns to, you know, how it all, wove it all into sports, but he was just, awesome and then finally he just was like you know what i'm over it i'm gonna go retire and just go play poker hey have we talked about um have we talked about this outlets topic because you really we have not talked about facebook outlets. yeah elon jlo elon hit hit us up earlier uh when he shared the pre-show he said among the topics are going to be press room food which we talked about uh music which we haven't gotten to yet driver wrangling which we've kind of talked about rental cars which i'm curious um oh, yeah. and best airports for outlets Yes. To which my it, to which my immediate question was: Are we talking about outlets to charge your computer or to shop in? <laughs> and it's all about outlets to plug your computer into. O'Hare, hands down, the worst outlet airport. There's like maybe one or two outlets per gate area. And now, why are I, you flying into and out of O'Hare? Well, okay, I don't anymore because the outlets are so terrible. <laughs> I, <laughs> But I'll go now. I'll, now I'll go back because we're back in racing in Joliet. I'm, I'm I'm flying into Midway specifically for that oh, reason. Yes, Midway. That's a dump. Dump. Yeah. No, I know, but also. But yeah. Um, it's but close. yeah. So O'Hare's terrible. Uh, Detroit's terrible. It's gotten better. D Terminal at Dallas, gold standard. SFO, yes. gold standard. Elon, the the Detroit. Okay. Am I the only one who thinks the Detroit airport's the worst terminal on planet Earth? Oh no. Atlanta, hands down. The, that argument begins and ends with Atlanta. Really? See, I guess I, I, so I flew into Atlanta for the first time in my life for World Series of Pro Mod to catch right. a connector to Tampa. And I landed at gate 37 and I was at 38 from an next flight, something like that. So, like, I literally went out, oh, hung and left, sat at a bar for an hour and went. So, I have zero experience in Atlanta. And then coming back uh, was the same thing. I got out. Made a right, got back. Like so, I have I have so no you're always, experience. You're always connecting through Atlanta. Here's here's my right. suggestion. This will cure you of Atlanta. <laughs> walk out of security in Atlanta and then try yeah. to walk back in. Oh. And then what uh, you know to do is you'll be like, 
No. Well, unfortunately for us, uh, I, I'm i two seasons late to being full-time on the announce crew, and I don't have a reason to ever walk out of the, the, yeah. uh, the security gate. At that Elon, don't you, are you not a, like an Admirals Club member? Or like yeah, I've got, Admirals, I've got Admirals Club, I'm Platinum, i got TSA PreCheck. Yeah. But it's still. Oh, you guys I'm fly American. Do you not know that American sucks? Like, have we not? American like, is great. All these awesome. American haters. Get out of here. Okay. American Elon haters are the ones freaking... that don't have status. That's what happens. Yeah. I have all the status in the world on Delta. Guess what? Mandy yesterday booked four new races for me. And within 20 minutes, I was first class on four lights. Nice. Because no one wants get to fly Delta. Delta. That's why. Because no one wants to fly Delta. My flights are always full. Delta's phenomenal. Well, Americans good too. Yeah, um, used to what you get used to. I'm gonna. Yeah, I'll, that's I'll be Atlanta, true. That's true. You know, ride or die. You know, whatever. And you know, I make the really morbid joke of whenever I get on an American flight, I look around and just see who else is on the flight. And there's usually, you know, occasionally like Erica or some of the elite guys will be on there. Or guys connecting through. Alexis is sometimes on a flight. And then I just go, yeah, okay. When I see when I see a bold face name, I go, yeah. I'm just going to be and others when this plane goes down. Yeah. You know, Alexis <laughs> Dejoria, yeah. You know what's great about that is I've, in a plane crash. I've never and had to think about that with Delta because Delta's planes don't crash like Americans do. So, well, that's wow. fair. That's fair. Listen, I, I have the, I fly home with all the KB Same. guys coming through Charlotte because yep. I'll usually connect through Charlotte. And uh, one time I got bumped to first class and in the, per, the row in front of me was Cody Anderson. Well, it was a red eye and I had been drinking at the bar and I passed unusual. out the next the, when we land, we stand up. Cody's like, Hey man, you all right? And I go, what do you mean? I'm all right. He goes, dude, you were snoring so unbelievably loud. He goes, bro. And this is like, like Cody was like 15. Cody's just like, dude, are you okay? Yeah. <laughs> Try being his roommate at the races. You like looking really? back when you stop breathing to just see if you're going to stop yeah. breathing again. He was like, "Dude, are you all right?" <laughs> Elon, I've literally, I my my first like real Jason Logan. He he knows where I'm going to. First real Jason Logan like rooming experience was um, early early in the year. Last I think it was Vegas last year. Right. Um. To the point where like we knew like all right, J Lo's back. I'm working most races, so we just told our travel person like. The same when we're there, right? We're gonna, yeah, we're gonna stay with somebody. At least we know we like each other. And um, and <laughs> we're, we're sitting there. Diners, drive-ins, and dives is on the TV. Yep. We're having a conversation about the restaurants that are on because one of them is going to be a Bakersfield restaurant because right. guy came here and filmed for like two weeks. There's like twelve right. episodes, and um, Jason Logan is mid-sentence and i when i mean mid-sentence i mean he's like hey liam we got this really great spot in orlando that was on triple d and they have this amazing chicken <laughs> when it's time to go to sleep it's time to go to sleep <laughs> exactly when, no, 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 here's, but but here's the best part here's the best part three minutes later i'm like okay so i go back to watching the show like i shut the light off i lay down in my bed three three minutes later shawarma and the tzatziki sauce for it is just amazing dude you got but no tomatoes don't get the tomato i was what are, did you just pick up your sentence like like without missing a, i'm like you know you missed an entire segment of the tv show right we're, on, We've we're, moved, not, we're not even field. we're not even on mediterranean food anymore he said a chocolate factory and he's like oh okay. uh, awesome. i um i pride myself on being a solid room dog so you know for the longest time, I you know I roomed with Denzi for a long time. And then when I was at Forces, I would room with Steve Cole. Um, and for a while, uh, when I was at Coletta's, I would either room with like Luke Fath or Bob Lawson or whatever. But there was a stretch when I was at Forces where I, for whatever reason, I was kind of odd man out, and I would just get like the random crew guy for a whole season. And that was a rough, rough season because I had the roommates that would come in at like four o'clock in the morning. You know, I'd had the guy that right. brought his Xbox with him that would hook the oh. Xbox up to the TV <laughs> and one of the games. I had the guy that committed the cardinal sin of room dogs in my life, which was just coming in and blowing up the hotel room bathroom. <laughs> Can we all agree that no one no. should drop the kids off at the pool in your hotel room? That's what the lobby bathroom Correct. is for. Every once in a while, though, you gotta you gotta take one for the team. You're like, all right, I can't make it. Yeah, there, but that's but. like the middle of the night. That's the middle yes. of the night, and you can kind of leave the fan on, and you just right. kind of figure. Not as soon as you get in the room, 
to the point yeah. that you're about to yeah. throw yeah. the desk chair out the window to get some ventilation in your room. Yeah, that's that part. That part's pretty bad. Yeah. That so pretty, yeah. But yeah, yeah. But you guys, I bet would be spectacular roommates because you're on the same uh, schedule. It's a good time. Yeah. yeah. He's not, he, Jason's good. Jason, uh, I don't even set an alarm because Jason sets like 12 alarms. Yeah. <laughs> It's but true. they're set at like, I think he's hitting the snooze button, but he's not. He's just letting the next alarm go. I'm like, yeah. <laughs> so yeah, no, I know. I'm like, I don't have to. And, and he gets up before me because I usually, I like, I, my schedule's a little more flexible than Jason's. So I just, he goes first and I come in right, I show up 30 yeah. minutes later. Yeah, it works out well. Elon, H, uh, which of your clients, first off, here, real quick, run through every client that you have this year, right? Like it, Justin okay. Ashley, Camry. Uh, Shane Josh Tucker. Hart, um, Shane Tucker. Um, then I'm also working with Buddy Hall because um, he's only doing a handful of races. I'll probably work with TJ Zizzo. He's going to come back and do a couple races. I handle all the PR for the Factory Stock Showdown class, and that I love those guys. It's my third year doing that, so it's the FlexJet Factory Stock Showdown. And then I do all the PR for the motorplikes. Um, I'm also helping Travis Shoemake um, out a little bit. Um, and there's some sportsman guys that I'm going to start helping out, um, a little. So I was actually talking to somebody and they were just asking me to list everybody that I'd worked for. And it was a ridiculous, it's a list that I feel so, <laughs> so blessed to have worked with. Sure. Worked, worked for would be much longer. All right. Who's the, all right. Of the drivers that are out there right now, pick the yes. two that could do JLo and I's job better than JLo and I. Which is, I guess probably oh, music wise, yeah, probably pretty low bar. But well, I mean, does it have to? I mean, because I, I think Ron Tolbler could bring a discography oh, to yes. the table that would be strong. Oh yeah, that's a good definitely. one. So Man. I would say, give me Ron Tolbler, and then give me uh, Caps. I think could bring a good uh, repertoire, and then I would also say. I think Britney Force could bring some good tunes to the table. Really? Yeah. All right. We're going to have so to that would be, that'd be my pick. Now, so that's on the music side. On the announcing side, I mean, I would say I would love to hear, you know, Tony Schumacher on the mic announcing. I think he could bring a lot. Um, I would say, I mean, Caps is a five-tool player. He could do the now because he knows he's driven so much stuff. I'm actually already right. I've already bought my plane ticket to go and see him race the SRX race, by the way, before it's That's cool. I'm That's flying cool. from Dallas to Indy that Thursday, gonna go over to Eldora for the race on Thursday night, and then drive back to Indy that night, fly from Indy to Kansas City through Dallas, ironically, do the Topeka race and then come back. So that's already that ticket has been purchased. That's really cool. Because I think that's nice. so cool. I wish that I would have had that type of forethought, but I I booked Topeka uh, 12 hours before Ron announced that. (laughs) Of course. Yeah. So uh, I always thought AB, I always thought AB would make a great, like, yeah, he would be good one day. AB, AB would be good, but AB, and this is not a negative, AB just talks too much. Well, that's the problem with Jack Beckman. Yeah, and, and I would never, I would never put A. B. and Jack Beckman in the same bucket. Other than they do just talk too much, right? And which is good. What they say is good, but it's too much. Force everyone right. thinks Force would be so great as an announcer. Force would be terrible. Oh no, no, because he just right. he would just talk. He, you right. Know, that's, right. No, we don't need. Well, that no, he. You know where he would be great from a budgetary standpoint. You wouldn't have to hire anybody else to work with him. <laughs> no, you not at all. Right. You would. Yeah. 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 But that. Yeah. That's, so those guys. Um, but I don't think I don't think Joe Bag of Donuts understands how hard either one of your jobs are. I think that's the music fair. job, understanding how to pick it up. I think that's fair. Drop in some good stuff, and then the, the announcing, you know, keeping it relevant, um, keeping it topical. Yeah, I mean that. Listen, what Jason Galvin does, I like Joe Costello tried to get me to do uh, do it supercast and things like that. Like, man, I have no idea. Nor does you tried anybody to get you to do to Junior Dragsters, and you were out. You're like, nope. Yeah, yeah I, I did one pair of Junior Dragsters. I'm like, yeah, now we're good. Uh, that's uh, all well and good. 
I mean, well, I do I think I could do it? Sure. I, I would have to put time and effort into it, but um, I'm like, that's not me. Yeah. And I, and I think the, where our sport needs to go is find a balance of talking and announcing and just watching, you know, that there's some time where you could just, you know, enjoy the races with some music. Sure. Like when NASCAR lays out, and they just yeah. you just hear the you hear the sound of the engines, right. yeah. And we yeah, do a which... pretty good job of that on TV, where they'll have like the they'll just kind of have the you know behind the scenes and in the pits and those kind of things. Um, but I wish we could get to the level where we're not explaining entry level information during every broadcast, and we're getting better at that. It's not as bad. Yeah. But I think it still happens on a Fox broadcast because they're worried that there's going to be some people that are just going to stumble on the show. And but I think there are bit. is the prop like the problem with that. Like I guess I see your point a little bit. Like if they're if we're on Fox Sports One at eight p.m. Pacific on a Sunday, then you're right. It's probably all like diehard people, people. Yeah, right? But, but I think like if you look at like Gainesville when they're coming out of like you know NASCAR's up next and whatnot, I think that stuff's in, honestly really important i think that yeah. I, I wouldn't want the job that loans and tony have to do no, when it comes no to that type of stuff not. that's but we that's got, way we more difficult than people realize and i think we're getting better at it but for the first couple times it was rough because i felt like and again it's this is a this is an unfair example but this is kind of how bad i felt it was sometimes it's like if you watched monday night football and every monday night football broadcast they were explaining how many downs there were first right yeah okay good and, point. oh yeah. it's gonna have to go 10 <laughs> yards to get a first down good point and this oh. is, okay, you know and this is okay now you know this is why they're lining up you know okay so the the quarterback is going to throw to the wide receiver and that's the guy that's out there that's running without you know just you're trying to coach him up a little bit but you're also kind of kind of the game come to you a little bit these but are good so points yeah. i'm so they are excited good points. where we're going and how our viewership is up and how well the shows are going, and the fact that there there's new people doing well, so there's new people being involved in the show. You're getting a lot of Chad Green. You're getting a lot of Camer. You're getting a lot of, you know, you name it. You know, Terry Haddock. Ter- Terry Haddock got a lot of run last weekend. Yeah, rightfully yeah. so. Yeah, so Matt Hartford's that, had a good couple weeks. Yeah, it's just the, the balance of introducing people has been fantastic. Yeah, I, I agree with you. And and uh, the uh, the too fast too tasty thing that's oh, I, mean, I think that's I, been fantastic as well. I did a post on that about LinkedIn. I'm trying to do more on my LinkedIn. You know, I got all these people that I know that are like, oh, you got to build your brand, you got to do all this and be an influencer, not like a social media influencer, but talk about your level of expertise. And I, so I did a post about how great I thought that Mission Too Fast Too Tasty Challenge was, top to bottom, from autograph sessions to. Um, hats, medals, trophies at the top end to money and points, making it relevant for the drivers, you know, all the things they're doing right. That if you want to come into our sport, there's all these opportunities right. to use these assets. And, um, you know, yeah, and, and for some, and just the viewing part of it, just uh, the fact, I mean, and Jason, and we've all been in meetings about this, you know, trying to convey what's going on on Saturdays because we're not qualifying. We're actually racing those, yeah. those races. And I think, I, I think, you know, on our end, I think we've done a pretty good job of not slamming it down everybody's throat. I think right. it's like, all right, yeah, we're racing. So get ready. These points are going to be blah, 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 blah. And I think the rate, the fact that we've had some people have been in both of them. Some yeah. people are going to, you know, are we're getting new people. So they're, they're giving more opportunity for people to showcase themselves like a Matt Hartford and things like that. So, yeah, I think I think that thing has been fantastic. I, we were all kind of up in the air, like, "Oh, let's see how this goes." And but I to me, it, it it does. It's awesome, but it I feel bad for the TV guys that are doing the qualifying shows because now they're having to balance how they make that qualifying show of yeah. how much is too fast, too tasty, and how much of it is yes qualifying. You know, you catch a break. Yeah, we we talked to Pete about that last week, and that's yeah. that's a conversation that I think is going to continue to evolve throughout the year. Because we had a conversation in the press room with some of the NHRA PR people about the formatics of they had been on Saturday bringing the number one qualifier in and then the too fast, too tasty winner. Well, luckily, on 
top fuel that's been Doug Coletta and Justin Ashley. So you're only one guy in for two things. But theoretically in Chicago, you could have four categories. You could have four number one qualifiers and four different people win too fast, too tasty. We're not going to bring eight people into the press room on Saturday. So right. they're working out the formatics of that, that, you know, number one qualifier supersedes a little bit too fast, too tasty. And how are we going to get quotes and promote them and do those things? So those are good problems to have when, right. you know, you've got multiple personalities doing awesome things. Yep. I love it. I agree. I can't wait. I can't wait to see as we get closer. Like once we get to the Western swing, seeing how, what the total is for, for championship points. And I think the first time somebody busts through and gets over 10 championship points from too fast, too tasty. That's when people are going to go, Oh, cause that was, that is now impacting going into the countdown. Yep. Look, an an exact in you know inside drag racing, I guess, type of moment here, right? Things that you don't see on the TV show or hear necessarily, but I just tell you, uh, Saturday in Phoenix, when Doug Coletta won the Too Fast, Too Tasty Challenge at Top Fuel for the first time, and it looked like they hurt the motor. Chad Head, GM at Coletta Motorsports, understandably so, walked away upset, and you know that would have been their second motor of the weekend. I think they ended up hurting it, and so I get all that, right? But he walked away upset about, you know, ah, you know, we win 10 grand, but it costs us 100 grand to win it. Like, and I, again, I get it. I'm not discounting the insane amounts of money that we spend in this sport when we hurt parts. Slugger Lavi made the great point to him, the TRD person, turned and looked at him and he goes, You win this championship by one or two points, and you're not going to be worried about the rods that you hung out in Phoenix. And again, yeah. that's not to take away that that's a lot of money, right? You know, and whatnot. But it's a run you would have made anyways. Um, you know, would you have heard it? Who knows? You know, that's debatable. It's not like Doug pedaled it at 60 feet. Right. It hurt itself way down track, right? right? It'd be one thing if you, it was in a pedal fest and the thing grenaded at half track. Right. But exactly. he hurt it way down track. Could have hurt itself anyways. You are going to make that run anyways. But, uh, you know, I've said this a few times this year. Uh, you think that Robert Height would like to have four extra points last year? But those three points for Cliff. <laughs> In 2020, would have won him a championship. Yep, correct, correct, correct. So I mean, you know, I mean, there's yeah. Uh, so it's I like it because it gives the PR people going back to Jason's. It gives me something to talk about. Sure, right. I mean, I got Cameron Crusoe. You know, she was the and this I love. It's very tricky to explain, but she was the quickest semifinal loser, but she got a championship point. You know, so she's already got <laughs> Selena. Uh, the Braves game's about to start, Elon. We got to wrap this up, apparently. Okay, if Maddox and Glavin aren't on the mound, are the Braves still relevant? No. Hey, Acuna. I think Jr. Spencer Strider's on the mound. Spencer Jones Strider's is- on the mound today. Spencer Strider Jones might be in the hot corner. What are we even doing here? By the way, my team sucks. My team's the. Are you rocking right a socks hat? I thought about putting a Dodger hat on, but I had to reps. I had to. Re- see, I'm the turned around. I had to reps my boys today. Of course, we you know, like that. Now that now so, that we've got HD stuff going on you look yeah. good you look good well elon thank you so much for coming hey, on man dude you guys are the best i love i love this podcast anything i can do to you know keep it going help promote it whatever happy to but you guys thank are two you. of my favorites so thanks very Listen, much when we on. when we start going down the road of needing drivers that will be wide open a yeah. la justin ashley at 10 with 10 questions with jason um <laughs> yeah we, we, you you were definitely in so yeah Thank you, sir. We'll have, right. and, hey, we'll have you on again later in the year, too. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Ha- happy to do it. Love you guys. I'll talk to you guys later. Elon, everybody. Elon Werner. Check him Elon out. Werner. There's his uh, Twitter at the bottom. You can follow him on Twitter and Instagram at, uh, at Elon Wer. W-E-R. Yeah, Wer. Wer. I love it. Jason Galvin, this is too – What do you think? Too, I, too. I, I'm thinking uh, I'm thinking that we've talked about, like, should we do this in off weeks? I'm thinking, like, next week we should just do, like, a short one. Like like yeah. race going into race weeks, right? Yeah. Let's sure. just like Let's do that. get one up on like a Tuesday and like, hey, here's some of the things we're looking forward to. Like example, because I, I go into Vegas on Wednesday next week. Oh, okay. Yeah, I'm going on Thursday, but that's good. Yeah, so yeah. I mean origin originally I was going Thursday. I well look, look originally my wife was coming, we're gonna make a trip out of it and all that stuff, but like uh her mom had some health issues and we're taking care of it so whatever i'm not i'm coming in wednesday because i'm stuck flying in wednesday so it is what it is i just i love it yeah no, we'll definitely... work done. but dude we got some 
wicked reservations next week that we need to talk about. Very excited. Yeah, we definitely need to talk about what we're going to eat. Um, yes. Yeah, it, this is what Courtney just said. The, the Courtney Anders is out there. See, from the bar to hotel on Thursday nights. That's actually not a bad idea, Courtney. We could, hey, listen, we could, uh, we could make things happen. Uh, I think so. And, and be drinking and having fun. Yeah. <laughs> Um, that could get a little, it could get a job little crazy. Security, job security on the line here. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that, that works. Selena, we'll see you in Charlotte. Thank you for, uh, you guys. Hey, by the way, thank you guys all for doing this. This is a live broadcast. Uh, last week we, uh, recorded it because we were out and, yes. uh, all on Thursdays, but I like doing live. live. Hey, like uh, I've had a few people ask me, is it going to be on, uh, uh, not iTunes, Apple podcast. And the answer to that is yes. Uh, we're waiting on, we need one more. If people don't know this, it's like very hard. Not hard, but like you have to have everything perfect before they'll let you put the show live. And uh, one of our graphics that we had made is the wrong size. I kid you not by one pixel, not like a hundred pixels. <laughs> one, so 3000 by 750 and you're just 3000 by 749. I was like, seriously. Oh, Lord. So um, anyways, uh, yes, it, it will be there uh, by the weekend. Both these shows will be up on the uh, podcast store i guess or whatever it is apple podcast it'll be there i love it i love it that's awesome yeah so guys thank you very much for uh tuning in i'm glad you guys all enjoyed the show if you didn't enjoy it um just suck it that's all i got to say about that <laughs> no we enjoy it do me a favor. like subscribe uh, leave us a review <laughs> uh, yes don't do anything like that at all but give it up for jason galvin for coming up with stuff like that look at that Woo! I like it. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you guys all for coming in and enjoy yourselves. We'll be back next week. We'll talk more drag racing. We'll talk more fun than we've had. But I hope you guys all have a great Easter weekend, everybody. Happy Easter. Happy Easter. Something Easter Bunny brings you something good. Hot, hot.